Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Listen, you've heard my hashtag, different, better, more. What will you do differently, better, or more of in 2023? Some of you have already committed to healing from grief by working with me and my non-clinical approach to grief recovery and support. But for those of you who want to round out your healing with a clinical approach, there's BetterHelp and their network of over 25,000 licensed therapists. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's by text, by chat, phone, or even video. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, with more scheduling flexibility and at a much more affordable price. Use this link to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com forward slash C words. That's better H-E-L-P com forward slash c words oh those effing c words changing confidence child two words that are so scary they may as well be cursing let's talk about it on this podcast we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over making professional pivots ending relationships and friendships and having the confidence to navigate change I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those Effing C-Words. Hello, hello, MCs. Welcome back to another episode of Ooh, Those Effing C-Words, part two of my conversation with Thea Washington, casting director for so many of the shows we know and love. Oh my goodness, so many credits. ABC's The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, Amazon Prime's Harlem, FX Network's Pose, Oprah Winfrey Network's Ready to Love. Her list of credits just goes on and on and on. And she was just giving us so many gems on the casting process, what it is to be a casting director, how they get paid. In fact, that's where we left off and where we'll pick up today. She was giving us a little insight into how actors are paid, how she can get them a little bit more money, and whether reality stars make more money because... They're pretty much using everything, their home, their cars, access to their kids. So let's hear that question and more gems from Thea Washington. And don't forget, now you can enjoy the visuals that go along with these episodes. So if you're driving in your car right now or you're on that spin bike or taking a walk, you may not be able to enjoy the visuals. You can enjoy the audio, but then when you're done, make sure you go over to my YouTube channel, subscribe to get notified of future episodes, And go ahead and enjoy how beautiful Thea Washington is. She's gorgeous. And her hair, my goodness. So go ahead and head on over to YouTube. That's www.youtube.com forward slash the at sign. It's Marcia Cork. Now back to our conversation.
if you're doing a family submission, use your real family if they will do it and act right and not embarrass okay. you. Like, submit your real family. Submit your house. Like, hey, I don't know if you guys need a location, but this is my home. You're welcome to film here. Um, we also have cars. Don't know what the creative looks like, but, um, you know, you're welcome to use my car as a prop car if needed. There you go. Hmm. Okay, so do the do the reality stars get paid in this way? Does that up their earning potential by shooting in their home? And no, no, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I wish I really want um, reality stars to be paid more, um, but they get a lot out of it. You know, they get a, a new platform. You know, whatever they have, and I always tell reality stars go in with an, with intention. Okay. You know. If you are a gym person, you know, if you own a gym, go in with your gym T-shirt on, you know, take your mm -hmm. to the gym that you own, you know, have a social like, hey, guys, I'm having a, a get together, you know, make it make it work for you. Yeah. You know, and don't embarrass yourself <laughs> unless unless that's your brand. If your brand is embarrassing yourself, you do that and you do yeah. that. Yeah. Don't embarrass yourself on the show, you mean? Yeah. So that it tarnishes your brand? Yeah, because okay. you have to live after those six weeks or right. you know, a couple of months that you're on that reality show. Right. So make sure you set yourself up properly. Um, don't, you know, just just play to win. Play mm -hmm. to win. If you're really genuinely looking for love, put that out there. You may not find them on the show, but it could be somebody that's fine and wealthy and, and tall watching you. Yeah, oh. who's rising to your DMs afterwards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, then do you have um, repeat clients? Is that what we would call them? Clients? So, people who you've put on um, reality shows or other projects who you can then cast for other projects? Does that, those, I'm those glad you said that. so I am not an agent, I'm a casting director, mm -hmm. um, which means that. Agents will get a percentage of using, you know, getting that person work, right? Okay. Agents work for the talent. I do not, although I advocate for talent and I make sure that it's a win-win situation all the way around. I advocate for talent, but I work in and paid. I work with the production companies. I work for myself, but I work with the production mm -hmm. companies mm -hmm. and pay me. Um, but talent does not pay me. So I'd be like, hold up. I don't work for you, boo. Why, why <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Um, mm. but no, if people don't get on my nerves or irritate me or cause drama, I will work with everyone again and again. I love my folks. Like even the ones that's a little bit annoying. I love them. Mm. I will work with them again and again. Yeah. I'm glad you made that distinction because I was looking at it like, the people that you cast are your clients, but no, the product, the, the pro production teams are your clients mm -hmm. or the production. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for making that distinction. Okay. So we talked about some, um, hardships, any other hardships to breaking in the industry or to yes. know, establishing solid footing? Yeah. Yes. Um, a hardship I will say is that at first, when you get on, you probably got to start entry level, um, it don't pay like that. People are like, you a grown woman, what you doing? You know, and then you're a mother. So it's mm -hmm. like the childcare, um, creating boundaries, being comfortable enough where you are to create boundaries within um, your 
production company that you're working with or the television shows to let them know, like, look, during this time, I pick up my son. Look, after this time, I may not say it like this, but, you know, if it's an emergency, you can text me and I'll address it in the morning. Like, you know, if only if it's an emergency, text me after hours. But I come from, I had to unlearn this um, ditty work, 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 grind, grind, grind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you'll, you'll, that you'll sleep when you die. That stuff will have you dead sooner. So yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't subscribe to the sleep when you die thing. Um, yeah. And I feel like my hundred percent is good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I have different things that I bring to the table. I don't exchange when people hire me, they're not hiring me hourly. They're hiring me for, you know, the way my work looks, the way I present it, um, the way I'm able to bring certain people that you wouldn't have thought yeah. uh, or certain roles or the way that um, I get it in on time or okay. just, just certain things. Or I might challenge you like, hey, you got two black parents and a biracial kid. That's what we're doing. You know, just mm-hmm. challenging certain things like, hey, every yeah. black person on this is very light skinned. Is, is, is that cool with you? You know? Yeah. Um, or there are no black men. There are no black women. Like, or or like just saying like, why does the doctor have to be a white older man? Mm-hmm. Some young one, even if it's a young female. There are a lot of okay. young female doctors that come right out, and you know, yeah. And it's the casting director pushing the envelope to make these types of calls and suggestions to bring. Um, production and what who who what other roles producers executive producers um executives consultants yeah. um, clients yeah sometimes i push it sometimes they don't take it but at mm-hmm. least you know and okay. if they come back for your ass on tiktok talking about your colorist commercial you know i said it first i, I, yeah. I called it out. okay so. okay <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I know I've been seeing um, a lot more movies on, I'll say Netflix, for example. I'll see movies and and looking at the storyline, I get the feeling sometimes that it was originally written for a white family or for a white actor or actress. But I can tell that they went with a person of color and there are parts of the storyline that probably should have changed to support that decision. Mm-hmm. But didn't quite, you know what I mean? That like there's something that indicated this wasn't originally for a person of color, but they made it for a person of color. I can see that. For instance, that Zoe Zaldana movie. She, I know it's based on a true story and it's a black woman, but Zoe mm-hmm. is not, her family members did not match her. They were like, mm-hmm. you know, the sister. Black, did <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I got some Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy? Like what? Like yeah. oh, wait, you ain't been to the hood. You don't know what the hood look like. This ain't <laughs> like I. It was just bad casting, and she was supposed to play like. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, y'all. Probably, but they probably she probably was an executive producer. That's why she had to play the lead. But she had to play somebody in her 20s. Boo, you look good, but you don't look 20. Yeah, you know. No, you. Um, and it's just like it's a it's a disconnect. Just like yeah. I just feel like she's always went up unless she has that makeup on her and. Um, the Galaxy movie or whatever, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like when she played Nina Simone, like boo, you light skin. Yeah. Yeah, she's had some moments. She's had. Some, I mean, we <laughs> I'm not beating that sister up, but yeah, I, I feel you when I see a lot of the things, and that's why um, 
I just created a project that we self-funded with um, my friend Jamar Jones, who's a director, and it's called A Moment of Black Love. Um, I just posted okay. it on my page. I'll send it to you. Okay. But yes. We wanted like real black issues that was not trauma porn, that was not mm-hmm. you know, someone getting shot by the police, not we protesting, not we overcoming, and mm-hmm. not over sexualized. Like, I'm really, you know, Harlem still hired me, but I feel like it's over sexualized. Like, it. Mm-hmm. I want to see black people being black. And that's why Tyler Perry people will watch that a million times. Not because it's great, because we like to see us represented in the media. Yes. And people, the, the, the companies that are green lighting it, they feel like, Oh, we, we made our quota with Tyler Perry and all these other low budget movies, but you got to think about it when black movies used to be good as hell. Like when we had boomerang and set it off and, you know, um, Loving basketball and just yeah. all these feel movies. good movies that just represent our day to day. Nobody yeah. was a damn slave. It yeah. was I, I feel like three slave three slave movies a year come out, and it's like it's trauma porn. It's traumatic. Yeah. We know our history, but our history is even bigger than just that period of time when we were slaves. The yeah. slavery was four hundred plus years, sure, but there was times where we had. Blacks in civilization. They were blacks that were already here. There were blacks that left slavery and became millionaires. Yeah. There's a book about it. Like it's documented. There were um, more than just one Greenwood, you know? Yeah. Or like we don't talk about, all we talk about is the Tulsa um, bombing, but what about Tulsa before it got bombed? Like right. it was black people were being black and beautiful and getting money. And they mm-hmm. had several movie theaters at the one um, in Tulsa, like mm-hmm. several. Can you imagine that in one community for all black people? Yeah. And so it just makes you wonder why some films continue to get the green light. So on the one hand, they say they want black people to stop talking about it. No, <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've, we got some help there. It's, it's, it's bull crap. And I was, I was going to say that, you know, I'm like, all these people have all of these resources and funding and connections. And I look at some of the stuff that they took their money and their time and their effort to write and put out there. And I'm going a, I'm to a send it to you offline so you know how pissed I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's what you decided to come up with? Yeah. That's your legacy? Like that? For Black people? Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about Harlem, but I'm talking about some other low budget movies that have major distribution and I'm just so disappointed and it's like I will self-fund to get what I want yeah. um, or I'll just turn it down and you know I'm, I'm grateful to be in a position where my fiance is like babe if that is beneath you and you feel like mm-hmm. it does not align with you don't take it and I won't I will yeah. pass on the check um, and I, I'm not no no billionaire <laughs> but I will pass for my yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And that's that goes back to what you were saying earlier uh, when you were. What was it? Relieved? Asked to. What was it? Invited to leave. Invited to leave. Yeah. So there is. That is the je ne sais quoi in you. That is your secret sauce is I have a voice. I have something to contribute to this product, I mean, to this product, to this production. If you allow me, this is what you're going to get from me that you probably aren't going to get from my competitors. So I love that you that you stand on that and have built your business around that promise. Yeah, yeah. 
And and it was risky early on because you know when when did Black Lives start mattering? Like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm in these meetings with executives. Like you know, there I I've been the only black girl in the class. Like it's it we need some more black. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. You know, and it was very risky. But now I look at all my competitors who are, you know, they probably got me about 30 years, maybe 20 mm -hmm. years, 30 years and very Caucasian. And they have Black Lives Matter on their thing. And it's like, yo, mm. you wasn't what? Yeah. So it's it's just. Well, that was the boom. That was experienced everywhere. That was the boom in the DEI profession. Mm -hmm. And now we see those positions now be people being laid off. So where they brought in entire DEI teams first to be laid off. Mm. Yeah. I hope everybody who got a DEI job, first of all, I hope you got two of them and was double doing them from home and stacked your money <laughs> and you set up some reparations and do what the hell you want now and invested it wisely. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. is a trend that's happening with the DEI positions. And it's yeah. like, my, my question there is like, what the hell determines diversity? You have a DEI department, right? But the company that's hiring most likely is white. So a lot of times mm -hmm. I see these people in the positions that you are the black friend. You don't know blackness, but because you're black mm -hmm. now, you know, you've been assimilating your whole life and being very, um, you know, yeah, you know, our type yeah. of people, type of um, bourgeois, boule, whatever. And now because it's trendy, you you profit off of this. And if somebody is in that position that should be, it could be a beautiful thing. But there mm -hmm. are a lot of, and I hate the word, gatekeepers in these positions. And they're passing up on some amazing people and some amazing work that could be done from their position of power. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So to that point, then some disappointments. Biggest appointment, biggest disappointment to date. Biggest. <laughs> okay. Um, so when I was at Hampton, um, because I'm from Baltimore, I was obsessed with The Wire. Okay. And I would make everyone watch The Wire and The Corner. Um, I would, I always like impersonate movies, like old movies back in the day or whatever. But I had all of my friends from all over watching this stuff. Like, this is amazing. I even, when I met the people that created The Wire, I was like, yo, back when I was in college, I had the bootleg version and we mm. would watch it over and over. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not say that. <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan fan. So I had been working with my head down, all this stuff. And mm -hmm. I, everyone knew that the wire was going to be done for, and you know, that was it. That was mm -hmm. a moment in time. I was young when that came out or whatever, but I had the opportunity to interview with the executive producer, Nina Noble. Okay. Um, and then I interviewed with the head casting director for not just the wire, but I believe the corner. And she also did another one of my shows, um, which was posed the first three, four, the first three seasons were my favorite. Okay. Um, and so I was supposed to be up for local casting, which means everyone else that's not like a super celebrity, but local, like people that you don't have to fly in. Okay. So I was up for that. And I just was holding it to my chest. Like, yes, I am about to blow up and mm -hmm. not just blow up with my favorite show. So I'm like 
in the interview, I'm like, yes, I'm killing it. I know all of her work. I know all of that stuff. I know the characters. I'm Baltimore. I'm everybody's cousin. I know everybody mm. here. I know the bougies. I know the polit the political people. I know the hood rats. I know yeah. the drug dealers. I am Baltimore. You can't do this without me. Yeah. I'm about to blow up, and this is going to take me to the next level. Yes, I'm doing local casting. Yes. Mm. So then I thought it was a sign that the head casting director for, you know, the celebrities in the overall view and scope of the show, she knew um, someone who I hired, her assistant was friends with someone who I hired as kind of like a mentor slash consultant. So I'm like, this is a sign. I'm about to get it. Yes. Then, you know, I created like a mark, me and my plans or whatever, like this is how I plan to execute it in the time of COVID. We're going to do a huge social media push. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do radio. We're going to do this. Like I just had it all planned out mm -hmm. I'm, and do that. Um, I'll have people do selfies. We'll do Zoom interviews. We'll, we'll do this. This is going to be my team. Here are the resumes, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do this. Next thing I know. And, and there is a, another woman that is my colleague. She's probably like, I'm not even lying. I'm not being smart. She's 80 years old and I give her her props. Mm -hmm. She forever. Her assistant, Emily, is awesome. Cool. But I was told that she retired. Next thing I know, she did not retire. She gets the local position, which is semi-principal casting and mm. when I tell you I almost cried yeah. I, I didn't almost cry I cried like a baby I cried yeah. like a breakup I cried like a divorce I cried yeah. like my my dog got hit and then rolled over again like I was crying like it was it was the most heartbreaking humiliating disappointing thing uh. almost to date but she put me on background and I partnered with one of the top casting people in America. Any movie you can think of, Batman, oh, Superman, okay. uh -huh. Spider-Man. Um, and they were so nice. Like the Chick-fil-A, GWC casting, Grant Wilfley, Melissa and Allison. They were like the nicest people and their whole team. And they like brought me in. And I had never worked for another casting company mm -hmm. or one. Um, at that point, because, you know, I'm the lone, the lone ranger out here, um, mm. we're not like a principal, we're not a mainstream market. And so I was able to partner with them and I was able to give 5,000 people jobs with my, my casting folks. Um, and we like, it's so many people that are now in stunts that got bumped up to principal that, you know, never thought they would have a career in in movies and they on their fourth mm -hmm. one, you know, being background or, you know, they're taking classes now or they got to get in the mm -hmm. set. Um, they got to pay their child support off. Who knows? But yes. it, was just, it was my time to serve and like really yeah. put on for my city. And I feel like that was the blessing in disguise, you know. Um, yeah, girl, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good story. Like I was on the edge of my seat. Just you know, you you set it up well, and then where you brought in the disappointment, like I could hear where it was coming when the lady didn't retire, and then the upswing, you know, every all the good that came out of that. Yeah, I I think yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> and you know what? I, I hired so many people that came home from jail. Um, Cause you know, they, they, they want, we have to get people to play criminals. I'm like, Oh, 
We don't do no background checks? Okay. So I had my people, Peanut King, I was like, hey, you got some people that just came home in your position. And actually, that that's called prison reform. But yeah. I was just trying to like sneak them through like, hey. It's second chance hiring. Yeah. Second chance hiring. Yeah. And, you know, they loved it. And I remember mm -hmm. one time once that they were like, hey, props, you did a great job with yeah. the uh, with the ankle monitor. That was a good touch. And I'm like, oh, that ain't props. <laughs> <laughs> So. I love this. Yeah, there are there is actually reform to policies and actually um, tax credits and benefits that are offered to businesses who do who um, do second chance hiring for returning citizens. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that it was so like radical at the time. I didn't know that it was all these things. And, you know, when it was over, maybe like a few months, um, I got invited to speak at the Maryland Film Festival for the HBO panel, wow. you know they were nice enough to fly me out to LA and um, I got a 2000 word story in the magazine. So it, yeah. was, it was a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. Baltimore magazine written by Max Weiss. Yes. Okay. Um, it was yeah. a lot of stuff that, that came from that, that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I did the local casting. Cause I was mm -hmm. maybe 50 people a job, but mm -hmm. when you put five, 5,000, that's, that's a lot of jobs. Yeah. yeah. And I know something now. So that's the background casting that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Fooling me already. All right. Well, you may have said it because that was such a good story, but I was going to say your greatest success to date. My greatest success to date is that I have a career that I love still. Mm -hmm. I have a man that I love still. Mm -hmm. And my son is just amazing. So I feel like I have healthy relationship with my fiance, my son and my career. Like okay. they just all kind of go together. And okay. I don't think I quite have balance, but I think I have I some access to it. Yeah. Okay. As close to it as I can. Um, I do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I think my biggest success is my Love relationship, my child relationship, and my career relationship, I think. Perfect. I love it. Okay, so what's next? What is next? Um, well, I'm on Ready to Love, and um, I'm looking for men in Dallas, ages 30 to 50, that have jobs, real mm -hmm. ones. Um, that are legally divorced, legally single. No one think you go with them and vice versa. <laughs> um, your mama don't live with you. You asking for a lot. <laughs> I have to be very specific with men because men are the masters of omit of omitting. So mm -hmm. I'm like, who lives with you? You know, do you have a roommate? Did you used to date your roommate? Mm -hmm. Is your roommate female? Is is it an ex? You know, like I have to mm -hmm. ask all the things. Like the how same many, question in a million different ways. In a million different ways. Because they're mm -hmm. like, oh, but you asked me this, but you're going to ask me. No, I'm, I'm time enough for y'all. <laughs> you all not going to get a pass. <laughs> um, so I'm doing that. Um, I'm looking forward to more commercials. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, no background casting. Um, mm -hmm. but doing beautiful projects like the one, A Moment of Black Love and, you know, just, just expanding, not swelling. Um, mm, I like that. And, and spending more time with my kid, yeah. my fiance and doing what I love and getting paid very well for it. 
Yeah, I hear that. Okay, so explain that. That sounds like maybe a philosophy or mantra, um, the not swelling. Tell tell us that again and explain it. Um, Some people, and I feel like this is my career per se, um, some people want to blow up and they will step on whoever to get to that stardom. But they're... I, I've been doing it the slow, the slow way. Like anybody who knows me and and knows me, they'll tell you, you know, I try to keep my word. I'm a woman of my word. I'm, you know, even if it hurts me sometimes, um, I am very like I can sleep at night. I like who I am. I'm not doing nothing shady. I'm not taking nothing from nobody, um, and I'm not doing no corny, terrible movies that make me embarrassed. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so some people just want to blow up by any means and will take anything, will do whatever. And you got to kind of learn the game. You have to learn and respect the people that you work with, because a lot of my referrals come from um, production assistants, which are kind of like paid interns on set or locations people or, um, you know, colleagues. A lot of my referrals come from colleagues. So I try to be um, a good person, not step on anybody. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. people will jump into projects that they're not ready for. You know, yeah. I, I've done that myself. When Back when I was um, a stylist, I thought that because I worked on television shows, I did museums and um, all the things that I was ready to be a costume designer for a feature, like a big movie on Apple TV. And I was not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned really quickly that Okay, TV, you might be filming it for 10 days. So you can remember what everyone has on, but continuity is an MFR, especially mm. if it's a month or more, because you might shoot the first day, the last day, or you might shoot part of one day on day 10, and then another part of that day, day um, 20. And so, you know, which hair was Thea's part on? You know, was our part here or was it there? Um, what what um you know was her her collar popped or not because uh-huh. editing everything can't be fixed in post yeah so I had to learn the hard way that no I wasn't quite ready I didn't know what to ask for I didn't know how much money to ask for how big of a team to ask for because I was the lone ranger in this market right. but I was able to meet Donna Adrian who was coming off of a Marvel thing and that let me tell you when you jump into something that you're not quite ready for it is mm-hmm. very um, it could be humiliating. Um, it could be a little depressing. It could mm-hmm. be hard to just show up because mm-hmm. I had to take crying breaks in my car. But thank God I had Do- Donna Adrian, who was, um, I think she was coming from Marvel or a Spike Lee movie. And she was like, baby girl, you did good. You did good. We just, you just didn't know what she didn't know. We're going to get this together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She empowered me and like brought me into her world which is kind of like a little bit my world. It's kind of like interchange. I can yeah. call her good folks. But um, no, I didn't steal them. But like, you know, kept them as friends. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. talking about don't be stealing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> don't do none of that. Don't steal none of my people because I fight you. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like, I, I just want to be that for someone else. Like how she yeah. was for me. Like, it's okay. You didn't know what you didn't know. It's Because you can get with somebody else. Like, get her off of here. Or, you know, because sometimes older Black women can be mean as hell. Um, (laughs) But she was not. You know, sometimes people are rude to the people that's coming up. Yeah. He was very kind. 
and she got it. She was, she showed me respect. She, you know, and so if I ever get in a situation where I'm brought in, I know because of how that felt that I will handle the next person with care and I will help them and, and help, help them lift their heads up and, you know, go through. It can be done right. It can be done right. Mentoring and getting that support because you want those people, you need those people to, to cultivate your career, nurture your skills. And I hear people say this all the time, say your name in, in rooms and spaces that you're not in. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. But this story also goes back to what we were saying about that imposter syndrome. You also have to try. Mm -hmm. you know, don't not do it because you don't feel like you're ready. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. But there will be something that comes out of it. Listen, I say be a smart imposter. Okay. <laughs> do the research. Be an informed imposter. Be an informed <laughs> imposter and get up yeah. there and then become that person. Because look, yeah. the Tendler Swindler, all them people that scam mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can scam for good, you know, scam your way into your dream position. No, nah, yeah. right. okay, let me stop. Into but not scam your way. No, no, I hear you. I hear you, you. You know what I mean? Because that's going to yeah. be, I don't want it taken out of context. No, but no, no. you can put yourself, is it, is it, can you scam for good? Can you scam for Jesus? I don't, I don't <laughs> scam for Jesus. <laughs> what does success look like for you? Now you've already, you've, you've, you've set the boundaries that you want in place so that you can provide some semblance of value of, of balance in your life. You're doing the work that you're passionate about doing. What does long-term success look like for you? And then also what does that look like for the talent that you bring in? Sometimes with work, especially in this industry, we can go underwater and then pop back up and it's like, Oh, you had a baby. Oh, you got married and you miss it all. Hmm. So I don't want to miss things. And I also want to be um, to the point where, I can delegate more, you know, where I can mm -hmm. spend more quality time and I'm doing less of the work. Like I probably drive three hours a day um, on top of working 10 oh. to get my son to the places he needs, you know? Okay. So I just want to have that place that kind of like in a good space and place um, and being able to, you know, take vacations when I want to. I want, yeah, I, I just, I want, Lots of great quality work, mm -hmm. um, but me time. Like I want to take care of myself, which is so hard to neglect yourself yeah. um, when you're on projects. So I want to make sure that I'm eating healthy, you know, doing all of my regimens and all those things. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you, you can start a project with a pedicure and then at the end, it looked like Myra feet off of Martin. Um because you don't have time. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I have time. I have a good team. Um, and success will be paying them well and delegating more. So Okay. Paying well, delegating more. Is there a specific time frame for projects? Is there a specific budget for projects? You know, what does what do those types of parameters look like for you? Um so every, I do a lot because we're not in like LA or New York. So LA, New York, you'll have commercial casting directors. That's all they do is commercials. Mm -hmm. You'll have, um, you know, people that only do Broadway. I do it all. I'm not doing Broadway. I'm not doing plays, but I, because I do a lot of different things, the rates are very different there. So mm -hmm. I want people to 
respect my rates <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and respect what casting is. And if you don't know, you look into it. Cause I think people think that you just see somebody on the street and it's like, Hey, I got something coming up. And then that's that. No, it's auditioning them, making sure they know their lines and they're the right feel for it and creating so many presentations sometimes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, organizing everyone's schedule and, going with big changes at the very last minute and mm-hmm. cast, like it's a lot yeah so we'll pay casting people very well please yeah <laughs> and I, I love that you mentioned that because uh, in the, the the Baltimore magazine article that you mentioned they were um they mentioned how you're on set you know during production and that how that isn't often the case for casting directors so I love that you are there to even support and make sure your talent represents you well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will. I will pull up, pop up, yeah. and I did that in the beginning because of like, um, not insecurity, but because I was a black girl with a company, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know the PAs on set; they could be lying. Like casting didn't tell me, or sometimes the actors will lie. Now mm-hmm. most people on set are my friends, so they be like, "Girl, he tried to lie and say," and I know how your emails are, so I know he lied. Mm-hmm. You know, so but before I had all of that and the support and a reputation. Um, I, I had to go because I didn't want my, my business to be over before it started because somebody lied or someone showed up late or someone, you know, reported something differently than what had happened. So, and I want people to always be on their toes. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm watching the time. I know I have to let you go, but I want to hear at least one good wild industry story do you have one for me and i know you're a good storyteller so Ah, one (laughs) good wild industry story (gasps) oh okay that one it's not wild like what you want like cocktail juicy or like sure (laughs) no this is like super pg but (laughs) if it's a good story give it to me okay okay so when hbo flew me out to la um, one of my good friends, Steve, Steve Jones, he is Hollywood Confidential. He let me be his plus one for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, they had like a event. They gave us free stuff, free food. It was so amazing. And I've never been in a room before where I didn't know one person. So I was out of my element. Like I go to Baltimore. Like I said, I'm everybody's cousin. D.C., you know, we probably went to school together. You know, I, I know people, but I was so uncomfortable and Steve, although he's like Mr. Hollywood, confidential in these celebrities, love him, all that stuff like that. Sometimes like in the L.A. rooms, it's a lot of fake stuff. And he's just like, all right, I got to I got to step out for a second. Like mm-hmm. and I'm like, cool, because um, I get it. It's a lot of fakeness. Like I even mm-hmm. saw somebody from D.C. and I was like, don't I know you? I think I follow you or whatever. Aren't you from D.C.? He was like, no, <laughs> no. And I ended up seeing his ass. And I was like, I knew I knew I saw you. I said, that was really weird that you said you weren't from D.C., but you were. But anyway, yeah, he was gone. I'm in a place by myself. I'm like, golly, this is some bull. So I'm just sitting there all awkward, like with my drink. Like, but I started doing lives, maybe like the beginning of COVID, like regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's watching. I just be up there talking, being myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this girl, like, oh, 
No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Okay. But I did do my lives, whatever. So I see the black Power Ranger from um, back in my day, Zach. His name is um, Walter. Okay. So I'm like, oh my God, I just got to give you your props. I know this LA, I'm supposed to pretend I don't know who you are, <laughs> but let me just give you your, your props, your flowers. I was like, before there was Black Panther, there was you. I said, all mm -hmm. the black boys were dressing up like the black Power Ranger, mm -hmm. even the black girls. So I just think it's really dope that you're here. It's so nice to meet you, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was a casting director. I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, my son, you know, I can I take a picture for my son? Low key, I wanted a picture for me. But <laughs> I was like, let me take a picture for my son. His name is Bruce Wayne, whatever. So, oh, like, that's right. Okay, oh, go, <laughs> ahead. go ahead, go ahead. So next thing I know, this girl, like beautiful, just comes over. And she's like, oh, I didn't think I would see you here. And I thought, I just knew she was talking to him. And um, she was like, I watch all your lives. Sometimes they get a little crazy and you oh. have weird people on there. But, uh -huh. you know, and I just love that you named your son Bruce Wayne. So she did this in front of the Black Power Ranger. Uh -huh. Like, you know, I'm just so happy that you're casting bigger stuff. I remember when you casting the, the true crime stuff or whatever. And she just, I love her to this day. But she just gave me my props in front of him. Yeah. Sometimes we think that what we're doing is going unnoticed or mm -hmm. not even making an impact. And she's like, every time you go live, you, I, I don't know if she said every time, but he didn't know who I was. And yeah. what was dope was they both showed up the next day to see me on the panel. Uh, yeah. So that that's my crazy story. That's a good it's story. Not, that's not crazy, but um, oh, I, I do got a juicy. Okay. Quick. Yes. I don't know if I should tell it. Uh, of course. I can always edit it out. Because <laughs> sometimes, some days I'll be like, I don't care. I say what I say. But some days I'll be like, oh, did I have to start with violence? Um, <laughs> I don't know where I am today. But this one is, maybe I shouldn't. But, okay, I just want people to know, like, protect your work. Mm -hmm. It takes five minutes to go to the Writers Guild of America. If you're on the East Coast, register for the East Coast. If you're on the West Coast, register for the West Coast. And you can register an idea for that, whatever. Okay. That was a gem. Thank you for that. So why I am so such an advocate of this and making sure people's work is protected because mm -hmm. I work on a lot of stuff, whatever. But um, I kind of had a hater in my space, but I didn't know. Because they were cool as long as they were kind of like up here. Mm. And um, they were older, maybe about like 20 years. Maybe, yeah. Because how old am I? Yeah, maybe like 15, 20 years older. And I looked up to them like a big sister. Okay. And, mm. you know, I got them on TV when I was getting started. And, you know, they were super, I thought, supportive. But as my star started to rise, I saw like, like I threw this amazing party with some people I did a movie with. And we had all these different people speak. And I noticed that they didn't put me on Instagram. They never, I was like, did you give me my speech or anything? And they were like, oh, no. But they got, Raheem Devon was there. It was um, Raheem Devon and David Banner, Maxine. Mm -hmm. They got everybody else, but they didn't get me. And I'm the mm -hmm. one that invited you to the party. And I'm like your niece. So anyway, we, um, I just started noticing more, more things, but I started in true crime and that was like my wheelhouse. And I had a show that I was going to do. And um, 
basically this person stole my show and no. pitched it to one of the the networks. I mean, one of the production companies that I work for and um, filmed a reel. <gasps> um, oh my gosh. And I still want to, um, I still want to fight this lady to this day. Yes. <laughs> so that's what, look, when I asked you for your greatest disappointment, that wasn't it. That was, that's not up there with. It was more like, I want to fight you because like the other one was like a career disappointment. This was like, you know, they always say betrayal will come from friends or family. Yeah. That's why it's a betrayal. Like yeah. them yeah. people at the wire and all that, they didn't owe me anything. Um, so yeah, she, she was supposed to be one of the subjects in the true crime show because I wanted beautiful women who kind of had like a shady past, like whether they did some jail time or they okay. dated drug dealers or whatever, but mm -hmm. it just looked so beautiful and polished or whatever that you almost wouldn't believe their story unless they told you. Yeah. So that's what it was. And she also took one of the people who I had on my list, um, film it with her as well. Um, like wow. be one of the subjects. So she was going to be a subject and the other lady was going to be a subject. Yeah, that's crazy. I still want to hit her in the mouth to this day. <laughs> that's never going away. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, where can the people find you, Thea? So I am very findable. Mm -hmm. You gotta be. <laughs> um, on Instagram as Thea Washington Casting. I'm also on Facebook as Thea Washington Casting. Um, and you can email me at theawashingtoncasting at gmail.com. All right. Any special instructions you need to give the people so you're not any more overwhelmed than you need to be? Um, listen, if you're trying to hire me, put I'm trying to hire you in, in the <laughs> subject line. <laughs> you want act if you're an actor, please include photos that look like you. Mm -hmm. Um, a few of them, your resume, your location, if you're in SAG or not SAG, um, all of that include that in the email as well. Nice. Perfect. This was awesome. Thank yeah, you so much. For having me. So much. Yeah. This was a My hair doing some weird I'm trying to I, I see her tomorrow. You don't have bad hair days. Ugh. That's for sure. That's it, that Pam Greer hair. That's your mama's hair, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yep, that's that's what she got for sure. But this is really cool. Thank you for having Ooh, Those FNC Words is an independently produced podcast produced and edited by yours truly, Marcia Cork, and made possible with support from listeners like you. To support the podcast, go to anchor.fm forward slash those FNC words forward slash support or click the link in the show description. If you've made a commitment to self-care in 2023, join my free Hashtag different, better, more challenge on Slack. Come for the accountability, stay for the community. Download the Slack app now and click the link in the show description to join.